So uh, this is the moment where at the conference I'm nervous for the first time because we have a lot of moving parts here on stage that might go wrong and I've been working in accessibility for a long time and I've yet to find the first presentation where a screen reader doesn't crash. Which is actually only on stage, it must be like some weird karma thing because day-to-day work with them works well. And uh, Frontiers put together an accessibility panel that hasn't been covered in the last years a lot. And the problem that I always have with accessibility presentations is that it's always people who are developers who are telling us what, these, what people with disabilities need. And why do we play telephone if we have very capable people with different disabilities telling us what their issues are when they use the web and how they use the web? So here and now it's going to start with the fun of pronouncing names. We've got uh, Bram Duvignon. Mm -hmm. Antoine Egemann and Borfe Krost. Correct. Hey, Great. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't we go through, like, from uh, starting from left to right? Um, so, what are you, what do you do, and how do you use the web normally? Uh, well, uh, my name is, uh, as you said, Borf Krost. Um, oh, that's really quick. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> don't, don't mention me on Twitter. It will go over the speakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I've been. I've uh, started in uh, 1999 uh, with uh, Games Hotline. So I've been uh, basically involved in uh, both the internet and uh, and a game technically uh, 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 all the things about accessibility. Uh, uh, in 2004, I couldn't really uh, uh, keep it up with the hotline because of my uh, degrading uh, condition. And um, therefore, I started a more consultancy-based uh, company, uh, focusing, amongst other things, especially on game accessibility, which I have uh, lately uh, done several uh, uh, things about. Uh, uh, I've uh, done that in close collaboration with uh, GameAccessibilityGuidelines.com who also look at how, how can uh, games be made in a way that uh, a broad audience can play them and even some niche markets exactly the same way as, as we're doing here today by looking at what accessibility issues uh, lie before us and what we can relatively easily tackle in my opinion. Hmm. And did you find that, uh, that in terms of feedback, that making, uh, making amends to make things more accessible made it easier for the whole users as well? Because that's what we always claim is a, is a great win if you put accessibility in. True, true. I think one of the, one of the most uh, uh, prominent examples of that would be uh, the thing I, I've benefited greatly from, and I suppose most people here with or without disabilities have benefited uh, greatly from, is the fact that websites have started to... Uh, slowly changed to become uh, less scrollable. <laughs> so the, the least scrolling for me is better because I need to be, I need to be there in just a few clicks of the button and not by, by endlessly pushing two buttons or, or having to hold one button and then scroll down the other one. I think that's a general accessibility issue that also be greatly benefits, well, my group. It's also an annoyance issue. I mean, I love when old school uh, newspaper sites cut up an article into five pages and have like forward and backward links. Exactly. I always use the print version then because yes. it's on one screen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, our second contestant, how do you use the web and what do you do? Um, well, I, I am Ron Livigneau. I uh, started out a few years ago as a back-end web developer. Uh, after that, I, uh, I did a year of uh, well developing specifically uh, solutions for the blind. Not really uh, web-related, but uh, more in, in, the, in well, in, in company settings where, where someone who is blind uh, was having a job or getting a job and uh, couldn't use the internal company systems and I had to uh, well go there and somehow hack around all the issues that, that raise up. And uh, these days I'm a freelance uh, developer. I, uh, I do backend web development and uh, uh, well, if, if there is anything to do in the accessibility uh, field, uh, where, where my expertise can be used uh, as a blind user and a blind developer, I uh, yeah I uh, I do that kind of projects. I really like to to combine 
my, my point of view as an end user and my uh, my advice from a developer perspective to well to make things better accessible. I was lucky enough to work next to a, a PHP developer who was blind as well for six years, so I saw all of that at first go. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are just like, how could somebody program blind? So what is the trick that you're using mostly? Like, what's the, what's how, how do you see what you type, so to say? Well, um, the two basic things of output are uh, speech and braille, so that's uh, text-to-speech, that's, that's a technique that, that converts uh, uh, text into spoken output uh, and Braille display, that's a device that's uh, here at, at, the, at the table, my, my laptop, uh, gives Braille output. This one contains 40 uh, cells, 40 characters, so I can put 40 characters of, uh, of text on, uh, on the display uh, and it's, it's just controlled by software and the software is called the screen reader. Uh, so Whenever I, wa I want to read more than 40 characters, I, I need to scroll using this device. Um, so speech is usually uh, faster for me to, to get information because the normal speech rate is, uh, well, there's a slider it's called speech rate on the Mac and it goes from uh, 0 to 100 and here's usually at uh, 80 or 85. Mm. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's quite fast and then you, you can really uh, easily skim around, uh, around and, and listen what's, what's there. But if you really want to read, say, code and see where, where all the quotes are and, and all the little annoying semicolons and all the things you have to put in there, then you, uh, you, you just read it in Braille. So you normally go for the speech so you don't write 40 lines of code and annoy other developers that have to work with your code? No, because <laughs> <laughs> that's always like, is it eighty? Is it eighty characters or sixty or a hundred? How do we do the style guide? It's uh, it's pretty impressive when you see. Uh, I found we talked about this quickly earlier. My my colleague was always complaining about interfaces that didn't work for him. That was in our company, which is a large company that is purple and has a Y in it. And uh, uh, when he complained to people, it was not. It was always a, a back and forth. So instead, he actually wrote little grease monkey scripts and sent them to people and said, like, look at the site with this grease monkey script on. This is how I could use the website. And that actually made them much, much more uh, responsive. And out of a sudden, realizing it's not that much of a work because people are unhappy to change code that is existing or, or interfaces that are existing. But if you show them that it's not much work. It's uh, it's much easier. Do you find there is a positive attitude towards uh, when people when you talk to people and you say like, okay, I'm a blind user, but I'm also a developer. Do you can talk? Yes. Can you talk better on on the same level? Yes. Uh, uh, one of my recent projects was was a, a, a large company here in, in Netherlands who wanted to do do, do uh, user tests with blind people, um, but well, after all, they preferred to test with me because I could not only say what wasn't working, but also uh, how they uh, probably easily uh, would be able to fix it. So that, uh, no, that saves lots, lots of work and, uh, and time. Because uh, you don't, you, you not just get a complaint, though, uh, but also, uh, well, at least part of the solution. When I look at a website and I just see, well, this is something clickable, but it's not a link or a button. Well, it's easily, uh, no, it, it should be easily uh, easily fixable by uh, by a company. Mm. So, um, Antoine, last but not least, so what do you do? do what do you do? How do you use the internet? Uh, I am started this week as a teacher. Nice. Uh, I teach kids HTML, CSS, yes, um, web usability, design. Don't tell them the stuff that actually uh, Matthias showed us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe in, in their third year or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also teach them Dreamweaver. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Photoshop, that kind of thing. We have to deal with all kind of disabilities on this planet. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> so this is pretty cool. I mean, uh, we have this WebMaker project in Mozilla as well, where we teach basic web literacy and HTML. Do you yeah. find that like uh, interactive editors that show immediately results are much easier in this, or do you still go through the like, here's your editor, save it, open it on the browser? Uh, I still do. I have been following brackets right now. Yeah. Um, 
and I kind of love the fact that it, uh, it's live updating. So yeah. I would really like to see all of them go that, go in that direction, but I still have that workflow of uh, doing something, saving it, refreshing my browser, and going like, nope. <laughs> cool. As I understand it, you have a few demos for us to show when you get online, what, where you get stuck, what is our most problems out there. Um, shall we just dive into that? Do you want to start? Or sure, can we sure. choose the computer then? Well, it's just uh, mainly uh, a few examples I wanted to show you because uh, for me, accessibility uh, means, of course, I spend a lot of time online, both uh, doing, doing all the mail stuff and, and uh, keeping up with my contacts, uh, uh, social networking, of course, and uh, what I used to do with the game hotline was uh, was to look up uh, a lot of information that my that I got a lot of questions about, like what's the sixth key in the Zelda Seven dungeon, which I sometimes had had to look up, although I played well virtually all games myself. But uh, the thing is, with the accessibility, it's 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 mostly small and and, and little uh, things. For starters, and you cannot really see that out there, but uh, for me, it's it's easier to. This laptop has a, like a touch screen, but it's easier for me to have a, a touchpad. Sorry, but it has. That's uh, <laughs> that's people tweeting his name. <laughs> oh, really? No, that that was a timeout that I had to enter my password, or otherwise. Oh, it would go oh, else the system will go crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, I use a touchpad on this laptop, but preferably I use a mouse because one of the accessibility issues I have is because of my uh, many hand surgeries, and there are now in total of 60, uh, my hands are often uh, totally bandaged. Now I have a part out of the bandage, but usually it can be bandaged as well, in which case all things like touchpads, uh, iPads, or ev everything touch-related won't work. I even have to switch on my PlayStation 3 using my elbow. So that's, that's one of the things that, that maybe uh, uh, causes me A, to use a mouse, and B, to never buy an iPad, which really I would like to have because it has a lot of nice features. And for websites, it's like I said, scrolling is for me is a, is a real issue. I used to, uh, I use the control F key uh, combination uh, very often just to look up the word because I know where I want to look. And then it e easily uh, scrolls down itself. But I wanted to show you two examples. This is a, a well-known, oh, sorry. A well-known uh, Dutch uh, youth network which has, well, which has a, a, a really, re really busy website. And for me, it's sometimes a bit, sorry, again. <laughs> it's uh, sometimes a bit too cramped up. And what you can see, it has incredible much, many options that are pretty close together. And for me now, that's not, an, uh, not a problem, but in days that I am uh, I'm less lesser physical capa uh, capable, I have trouble, uh, trouble uh, uh, focusing on the exact same thing. What they did do, however, and I will show you, once you get a little bit outside the, outside the Dropbox, as you can see, it doesn't immediately disappear. There are a lot of websites out there that once you slightly uh, uh, go, off the, <laughs> go off the track, it immediately disappears, having you to, ha having uh, uh, the need to scroll back up again and, and re redo the whole thing again. And the other example I wanted to show you in a site which is more, uh, as you can see, it's Al Jazeera, it's more, oh, I'm sorry. It's more uh, 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 widen up. It's 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 wider. It has it has a, a, a space in between the headlines, and it's all uh, pretty much focused in one in one uh, streak. In which case, when you when you click on one of the items, of course you get another selection. But it doesn't have the endless scrolling out and scrolling in kinds of uh, uh, menus which is for me a, a main thing which saves me a incredible lot of time when I'm working. So that's, that's, that's mainly the focus of my, my accessibility. And the thing is, and I was talking with, that, uh, with uh, Antoine here uh, a, a little earlier, is that 
a lot of things you 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 learn to work your way around them, and you and you and you can and you can use those websites even if they're not that handy. But uh, once I started to really pay attention to it, I found that websites who have a more broad uh, a stream and uh, who are who are not cramped up uh, have a lot more appeal to me. Of course, also visually, but also in accessibility terms. And I think that's basically one of the one of the important things I wanted to say here today, because that's for me. It just saves me a hell of a lot of time. <laughs> It's it's basic usability. I mean, we, we when we're on a train it or is. something, or we, we, we move our hands around, we don't want to lose the menu as well. And exact. It, has been, it exact. has been the best practice for years, but I keep seeing it badly implemented because just people use menu systems that they don't know or they cannot actually change, and it's good to see that. What, what was fascinating me about when people told me that you're going to be on this and I have to plug this because I'm fascinated by mm. it, is that your condition, I have a colleague that has exactly the same condition. The difference is that that person works on the developer tools in Firefox and is a JavaScript developer. Yeah. So he writes most of the developer tool stuff that you see in them and actually knows firsthand that there should be bigger spaces. And yeah. it's just yeah. incredible to see that, because as well, developers, we always feel like, oh, we got to do something for people. But it's just, you can do things if you're just empowered. When I pick a, a new laptop or a new computer, I always look at the keyboards if the, if the, if the keys are, are a little bit apart. You have keys you have to press in very deep and keys that are uh, pretty much layered on top of the, the keyboard. So you only have to use a very light light push and you don't have to push it all the way inward. Because as you can see, I have uh, my fingers are folded in a way so I can really use, stretch one finger <laughs> to push in a button. And uh, as you said, one of your colleagues has the same condition. It might be worthwhile to tell in short what it is. It's a very rare genetic disorder called EB, which basically allows, uh, well, doesn't allow the skin to uh, build up its layers as it should. And it also uh, makes that, in my case, not, not all cases, but in my case at least, it, it makes the fingers go uh, into a fist. So I have most of my fingers still. And I can feel them as fingers, the same as you. I even make the same gestures, but you don't see them. <laughs> That's handy. <laughs> <laughs> but so how many uh, people have yeah, you they're, they're folded together, pretty much. How many people have you flipped up already? Like, uh, you can make rude gestures without people realizing it. Yeah, oh, a cool. lot. Oh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> One question here is uh, if there's, uh, how uh, does zooming help? Can you zoom into a website and uh, then have better space to get the menus out? But I guess the problem is then that you can't read as many menu items. Exactly, exactly. I want to keep the the, the, the general view. I, I'm a quick I'm a quick uh, searcher, so so I need to keep up the pace. If I if I have to zoom in every, then I'll lose time zooming, and then hmm. I don't gain as much on uh, accessibility itself. It's very interesting because uh, seeing that people say touch interfaces are so much more accessible to children and to elderly and people are much easier to touch a screen mm -hmm. than they understand that horrible keyboard thing. And sometimes it just doesn't really mean the same thing. And that's, in general, that was always my problem with accessibility panels is that we just talked about blind users and said that is accessibility. And sometimes doing something for one disability to help it is actually doing it worse for others. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. not an exact uh, black and white science. No, There's lots no. of shades of gray there, so. True. Cool, thank so. you very much. So talking of shades of gray, um, how about we take a look at the, what screen reader users problems have and what we can help you with and where you actually fix other people's problems because they don't listen to you if you email them. <laughs> so can we switch to the second computer, please? You're alive. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> Might be good to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> So first of all, uh, to give you an impression of what I'm hearing usually when I'm working, it sounds a bit like this. Finder, finder, desktop, desktop. Safari, about the blank window, HTML content. Who could make a word about uh, of that? Sounded Dutch to me. It, well, it was it was English. <laughs> Well, we saw an English talk with the same speed earlier, but... <laughs> <laughs> so but you, you should get used to it by now, but 
Let's uh, let's slow it down down a little bit. It's now on eighty percent. Seventy-five percent. Let's make it uh, fifty percent. Forty-five. Fifty percent. Forty-five percent. Oh, forty-five. Well, when I do do the same thing that I did uh, at the higher speed. Fine. Finder. Desktop. Desktop. Safari. Safari. About colon blank window. HTML content. Well, that's that's somewhat more understandable, I guess. Yeah. Well. Um, to, to give a good example of uh, well of, of, of accessibility or what what works quite well for me is uh, is Google Search. I'm explicitly mentioning Google Search because well some of uh, of the other Google products are not really uh, that good. Google Search. Or that useful. Search Google. Or uh, so I, I activate the the search bar or well in this far it's it's one. Uh, input bar by now. Let's let's Google for uh, uh, frontiers. Here is that E S unhighlighted selection deleted. Now auto completion, please. Frontiers highlighted. Well, there we are. Google search. Um, well, I could start reading this page. It goes like this. List eleven items. Oh, there's an iPhone going off somewhere to the right over there. Please turn it off. Plus ROM, search, images, maps, play, YouTube, news, Gmail, drive, cap. And that little beep, that's, uh, that's the indication of a link. You can, you can choose if it says link or just beeps. And I prefer a little beep. Um, well, but the, the, if, I, if I had to, to read my search uh, results, by just sitting back and waiting Calendar, for this. More. Web. Google oh, search button. List four items. Drop. Take some time. Okay, shut up. Um, there's an easier way, and that's uh, that's because uh, Google implemented uh, uh, headings in this page. So I'm now going to use a command to jump to the next heading. It goes like this. Heading level two. Search options. Clickable. Heading level two. Search results. Heading level three visited frontiers. Vakmer and Eigenbohr front end developers. Yeah, and that's some that's some Dutch in in an English speech uh, synthesizer. That's always a good combination. Which Heading is why, level why people should always put the lang attributes in, because otherwise you will get these problem. If it had a lang attribute now on that result, it would have switched to the Dutch voice, right? Not on Mac. Still not on Mac. On iPhone it does. Oh dear lord. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Max. Yeah. Um. Heading level three, the tour bank. <laughs> heading, heading level three, vacant tour bank. Heading level three, visited. Frontiers 2012. So I can go from heading to heading and see what, what my results are. And if I want, want to see uh, the snippet uh, for the result, I just uh, navigate from the heading. Entering main results details button. Frontiers 2012 will take place on Thursday 4th and Friday 5th of. Heading level three, Vacator Bank. Front. Oh, this is a very short snippet. Heading level three, visited. Frontiers 2012. Uh, I could also uh, make a list of all these headings to uh, to to easily jump to one. Links: 68 items. Landmarks: headings: 15 items. Two, two. Search results: three. Frontiers: three. Frontiers 2012. Three, three. Frontiers 2011. And you see the the level of the heading and uh, the title. Uh, and what's interesting is that uh, there is a two, two, uh, head and level two search options two. and search results. And all results uh, are on level three, as it should be. Uh, two, two. One interesting aspect is that, that there's no heading level one here, <laughs> Wait, what you would expect. It's bad for search engine optimization. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> well, I never, I never Googled for Google, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Heading. Um, but anyway, that, so that, that's how you can easily, uh, well, jump to a certain, uh, certain, uh, well, area of the page. So this is voiceover now, isn't it? This is voiceover. Yes, that's uh, that's a screen reader uh, built into uh, Apple products. It's, it's all called voiceover, but it's a totally different code base usually. Mm. Uh, it's built into uh, iPhone, iPad, iPod, uh, Mac. Uh, and that's that's quite quite unique because you can uh, I could I could get one of the other Macs here and I could could work with it. That's that's a great uh, great concept. 
and it comes for free with the operating system, yes. which is not too expensive either. So more expensive operating systems could come out with screen readers as well, right? If they want it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, so it's 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 built-in technology, and that's uh, that's quite good. I think that's that's the way to go. Uh, so what are your biggest stumbling blocks? What are the things that are easy to fix, but things get people get wrong all the, thing, all the time? Um, well, quite a lot, <laughs> actually. Um, uh, things that, that really uh, get wrong is, uh, well, it, the, 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 the really annoying thing these days, I think, is, uh, is the, the real web application stuff. Why? Because... Uh, you have a website and you are going to you are expecting some kind of interaction if if you if i have an, an email application and i'm using a mouse for example i expect a double click on an, on an email message to open it if it's a website and the subject of the email message is a link i expect to single click it mm -hmm. but if you are building a an email application in uh using web technology in, in all your designer wisdom, you say, well, no, we have to double-click a message to open it. And that's where the confusion starts, because if you don't uh, properly uh, tag your, your content as being an application and what's, what's all, uh, yeah, what, what all the, the, the widgets and all the, all the things in your application are, it, for me, it looks like, like some kind of malfunctioning website, usually. It's the same with uh, with with sighted users because an an app normally has keyboard uh, keyboard navigation mm -hmm. with the cursor keys. A website doesn't. So if we basically we don't expect on a website to go left and right and go to the next page and the last page because that's not how the web works. No. But in an application we expect this kind of pagination. So it's like we need to somehow uh, tell people that it is an app. So. Um, a question already here was like, uh, how does does Area help with that, or is there a meta tag that you can put in to mm -hmm. say like this is an app, or what's going on there? Yes, there uh, in Area there are certain roles you can apply to elements, uh, and there's the application role. Um, and be careful with that role because when you apply it, it uh, depending on the screen reader being used, it goes out of its web rendering mode. Uh, most screen readers on Windows have uh, a special mode for web rendering where you see the web page in a, in a structured uh, way. Um, and uh, when you use an application rule, it goes out of that mode. And that means uh, that I, I should be able to interact with the website uh, as if it, it was an application. That means it, it should be uh, totally keyboard navigable. And all... Uh, all elements you use should have the, the, sh the shortcuts I expect. And that, that's the problem, because if you use some standard graphical toolkit in, on the native uh, platform, uh, well, all the elements will have the, the default shortcuts. That, that's all be, being, well, worked out by now. But uh, if you implement your own uh, controls or you use some, uh, some library to do that, uh, you will have to make sure that that all the keyboard shortcuts that should be uh, well that should should be usable are there. Mm -hmm. For example, if you have a uh, I once saw an implementation of a of a tree a tree of uh, of items, and I could move up and down, but I couldn't uh, expand and collapse items using the left and right arrow keys. Mm -hmm. Or another example, uh, most people don't know that you can do first letter navigation in in uh, most trees. For example, that you you just press a letter and you go to the item. Uh, which starts with that letter. And if you don't know that, you don't implement it. And as, as long as we all have to implement this kind of basic navigation features, it, it will never feel as, as smooth as a native, uh, as native application, I think. And the problem is that, some, especially with, uh, with uh, keyboard controls, is that some of the keyboard shortcuts that you would expect in a screen reader or in a desktop app to work is used by browsers for certain things. So you actually can't use those because they do something in the browser rather than like a command yes. K in other apps would do. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. For example, if you go to YouTube and you play a movie, you can use J and L to, to seek back and forward five seconds or something. <laughs> yeah. Where is it documented? I don't know where it is documented, but it's it's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Accessibility as an Easter egg. Uh, yes, I know. I know actually where that's from. Uh, that's from video editing software. Oh yeah, yeah from uh, Final Cut Pro. Yeah, yeah. it's actually you know, 
I think all video editing software. It's always J and L. Cool. But I never use video editing software. I know, that's the problem. <laughs> Why not? Come on. <laughs> how, do you, how does YouTube work in terms of the subtitling interface that they do? Is that something you could use for navigating? Because, for example, TED.com allows you a transcript of a video mm -hmm. so you can jump to a certain word. Is there something like that in YouTube by now? Uh, from what I know, no, it's it's not there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I didn't see it. Uh, but but what I wanted to say about YouTube is the, the J and L uh, uh, commands interfere with, uh, in this case, Safari. If I press Command L, I go to the to the location bar. But on YouTube, I go to the location bar and I seek my movie five seconds forward. Oh, so you're trying to refer to another website and ju you just get another sound bite of the video. Instead. I get both. <laughs> oh, that's not good. So that's that's not good. I, I guess that's not good in the browser and it's also not good in the in the web application because, yeah, what you said, you, you get conflicting keys sooner or later. It uh, gets even more interesting when you get into internationalization that yes. some countries expect other keyboard shortcuts because it's different names for things and most of the time keyboard shortcuts are abbreviations of the words. Yes, and different platforms. For example, if you have uh, Gmail or another Google app, uh, they have, uh, well, I don't know why, but they have accessibility disabled by default and you have to press a hotkey to enable it. Hmm. And that's, uh, from the top of my head, it's control, oh no, it's alt, shift, accent, graph, something. So very easy to find by accident. Of course. Um, and. So, what's it on a Mac anyway? Is it command? <laughs> is it control? <laughs> is it option? I don't know. And that's, I, I don't know where, what, yeah, I, I guess they choose that key because otherwise they would get a conflict of any kind. And now they, they choose a key that uh, most of the users may, might not be able to find anyway. So, uh, yes, I don't know what, what's a better option. There was a, uh, wasn't there a government guideline or like international guideline that every website should have certain hotkeys to go to certain parts of a page? Like there was uh, Alt Zero for homepage and things like that. I think that was years and years ago, but they might have mm -hmm. dismissed that. Uh, I'm not sure if, that, if there was really a, uh, a guideline that said which key should go where, but I, I saw, uh, I saw quite, quite a, yeah, a few of those implementations. However, the, what I find a disadvantage uh, while putting an access key on the link uh, is that if I press that access key in most browsers, I would automatically activate the link. So you, you just press a key and you activate the link and you don't know what you activated unless you already knew the website. Hmm. And if I know the website, I can easily grab a link list. For example, if I want to go to Google Drive, but I don't want to go, but... Headings, 50 links, 68 items, one item, drive. I could go there. If I press enter now, I would go to Drive. But uh, if, if, well, if they put access keys on these links, I, I don't think I would use them because this, this is, uh, well, this is, this is as, as fast as using an, a hotkey and it's, uh, it works on every website I know I know what, what text to search for. Yeah, I'm, I'm using it myself. I mean, when I see a massive page, I just start searching in it rather than yes. just, especially on my mobile phone when I have a small screen. So a lot of these use cases can be actually sold to customers with like saying, like, yeah, it's great for accessibility, but it also means that mm -hmm. you on your small iPhone that doesn't resize in pixels or whatever it is, we had a discussion about that earlier. Um, you can use it much easier there. So it, it was quite ironic to see when the iPhone came out that it was very, very much acclaimed by lots of blind users that I know. That was like, that's the most touchy, coolest, shiny phone. And then like people can't see it, but it's very good for them because it had voiceover installed from mm -hmm. the very beginning. How do you how do you boot something like that? It's like does it does it boot into a screen reader? Is there is there an option for that? Well, on, I, on the iPhone, it's, it's quite interesting implementation. If you are on the setup screen, so if you turn it on for the very first time, you can press the, the home button three times and you will get voiceover. And it will stay on uh, after the setup if you turned it on that way. And you can, if you connect an iPhone to iTunes, there's an, uh, a button called accessibility settings and you can enable or disable the settings from a PC, which supposedly should have a screen reader then, or a, or a Mac. <laughs> and uh, that, that's, that's often a problem. For example, 
if you look at, at all the systems that, tr that try this, uh, like uh, Windows has Windows Narrator, <laughs> and that doesn't, doesn't really work. It's, it's improved in Windows 8, I, uh, but, but in early version it, it's just not really useful. Um, and they sell it as, as a tool to, uh, to get up and running uh, to, to, to install another screen reader. Cool. Well, uh, and, and yeah, there's, uh, there, there is a hotkey to, to, to boot uh, Narrator, but that's, that's only there since I think VStar 7. The, in earlier versions, you just had to, well, to try and, and get it up and running. So it's not as easy as it looks, but it's because uh, that was always a big thing when I talked to people about uh, setting accessibility, and they're like, "Well, a blind user could never set up his own computer, and they always need somebody to do it for them." And the kind of argument always annoys me because it is just belittling people that can do things if you mm -hmm. just wouldn't put barriers in their way. So it's it's a weird situation that we're sometimes in that like, oh, we need to. So what would you say, uh, sometimes there's false positives when people say, okay, use ARIA and then everything is fine and your website is really, really good. What kind of uh, website enhancements do you find that really don't help you? Um, what kind of, well, uh, one thing that really annoys me sometimes is that uh, you already said ARIA, but uh, especially larger websites and, and companies uh, put a, a great service on their website and it's it's called uh, a reading service you you get a nice button and you click it and uh, the, it will start reading the page and usually they, they claim that it, that it's uh, it's a good thing for blind people and I, I don't know anybody who's blind and who uses uh, such reading uh, reading uh, utilities because if you're blind you have your own reading software and if you're not blind uh, well, you probably don't need reading software. So there, there, sure, there, there should be, I think there is a, a small target group for such, uh, such things. But first of all, I think uh, reading web page is, is better done by a browser extension. And second, uh, it's, it's not what, what, what some people claim. It's not, uh, it's not improving your accessibility by just putting a nice little icon there to, to present and, to, and read your site aloud. It, it, doesn't help at least blind people it doesn't help blind people it's a big thing for clients though they, they, it's a yes. feel good thing for them like look we've done something and uh -huh. some of them want to get out of being sued that way as well like yeah. look we've done something and why look we're nice guys why do you say we're not accessible i found these buttons to be useful for people with dyslexia though but never they're never sold that way they're always mm -hmm. used as like oh yeah blind people need this stuff that's true as i said it's true there, there is uh, there is a use for them but not for not for the blind i think yeah. One question here is like, what about banner ads and with videos and that start auto-playing? Do you use Adblock Plus for that or? Uh, usually, yes, because I don't read them anyway. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to bother with, with ads. It's uh, a bit tricky, isn't it? Like, yeah, look at this car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and the, the, well, uh, auto-playing videos, uh, uh, if, if it's a flash video, it, it might be a good thing because uh, at least on, on Mac, Flash is totally inaccessible. Uh, Flash sometimes is, is praised, well, not really praised, but said as being an accessible technology if, if the, the Flash developer implements it well, and that's kind of true on Windows, but on uh, other platforms it's totally useless. So if it's, it's not an auto-playing auto, uh, video, the only solution uh, for me is to uh, to scroll the web page to the right position, get the mouse over there, and click somewhere, hoping to find uh, a, a big play button to start the video, or just w walk over to my Windows machine and open it uh, open it over there. But that's that's really annoyance. Which is sadly enough a copyright thing or or a patent thing that you actually have to click to start on other platforms because mm -hmm. there's oh, I don't know I'm not a lawyer but there's awful things there. But yes. yeah, autoplay of video is annoying for me as well. So just don't do that. Make it a nice button for pe for people to start. Just in terms of performance, it's a good idea as well. I don't load that video that I don't need. So um, well, thanks for that. So we have to move on to get everybody here in the in the mix. Now that we know that you like Dreamweaver, uh, let's go on with, uh, with what else you do. Uh, I have Can we switch over? Yeah. 
I'll start with this example. Um, Can you describe your condition first oh, of all? Oh, my condition, of course. Uh, I have cerebral palsy, um, which causes spasms in my hands and uh, my legs. Um, pretty much is a problem for me to make small movements. Uh, I have a trackpad, but if I have a spasm, uh, it can go, go all over the place. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, those things are a problem. Um, I can't walk. That's the biggest bummer. But not that much problematic no, on websites. Not, but not for, no. exactly. maybe games when you do like Wii stuff. Uh, Wii's okay. Connect is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't really understand that you're sitting down. <laughs> and when I put my hand down, it connects my wrist to uh, my knee, and thinks it becomes a part of my leg. So wow. It really becomes. <clears throat> Dance games are bad that way, aren't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah. I tried Kung Fu Panda, but it, the panda just keeps jumping and doing stuff and dies every time. So. <laughs> That's not really encouraging, no. is it? Yeah. It's a great game if you want to look at something like that. But Nice. Um, I brought a couple of examples. Uh, this is something, uh, don't look at the data, I just marked it up. Um, this is um, a form from uh, UWV. If you're on welfare, they send you the welfare checks. Um, but they want to know every little change that happens in your life. So uh, does your condition or your disability, does it improve? Please send us a form. Uh, are you going to go uh, work? Please send us a form and so on. Uh, this is important information. Do not forget. Um, what's interesting, they have finally uh, decided to give you an online form uh, to fill out so you don't have to grab a pen uh, and write this down. Writing is hard for me and my hand cramps up. It takes me about an hour to fill out a simple form. So they made it easier. Um, the only problem is if you come to the end of the form, uh, which is luckily divided in all kinds of categories and just small things. You fill it out, you move on, small questions. If you come to the end of the form, it asks you to print, um, and then grab a pen, sign it, uh, fumble around uh, putting it in an envelope and uh, putting it in the mailbox. And it kind of negates the entire purpose of that form. So they spend a lot of time in making the form accessible and actually usable, not yeah. really pretty as we can see, but uh, at the end it's, it's the final physical moment that basically stops you from submitting it or uh, having to sign it. Yeah. Same with like blind users, when I went for lunch with a friend of mine and he I asked them to sign his bill. And he's like, I don't know what I'm signing here, so <laughs> I'm not going to pay this. Yeah. So it's a tricky thing, but this is all, again, I think a legal requirement that it has to be a printed document. Yeah, but you, you've, uh, you also have Digiday, um, uh, you know, where you have a number assigned to your uh, social security number, and you can use that to fill out forms for the government. Oh, so you're and already known, you already have an identity yeah, that is verified. Yeah, and that's verified, and you don't really, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, have to sign anything for that. So, so there's a way around this. So it's a classical case of some paper form that has been put on the website and they haven't thought it through to say, like, in the yeah. end, it should be just a button saying, like, here, I filled it out because you already knew who I am. Well, the, the, the excuse the, the UWV uses, you cannot email us. So That's useful. Yeah, it's a company that uh, is somewhere, I don't know, 1988 and doesn't have email. They do, they <laughs> just don't want you to use it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's just weird about this uh, entire thing. And it annoys me because, you know, this uh, helps, but in the end it just uh, negates everything. Yeah, so uh, something like a, digna, dig, a digital signature would be more helpful with that. That's discussion, a question we had here as well, and that's a discussion I had for a long time as well. It's like, why isn't there websites that ask you up front if you're blind or if you have seen what kind of certain disability do you have to give you a right interface? And I always found it uh, technically a good idea, but actually you shouldn't have to tell people that you are blind. 
Is yeah. that, would that be something that you would be okay with, or would that be something like this is weird to me as well? It would be weird to me because it would just mean one more step to take, you know, one more button to click uh, before I can get to the content I want, and I want as little clicks as possible. So it just kind of um, counteracts that point. Yeah, and. I know it would be easier if, if a website would to, uh, tailor itself to the user, but again, you have blind people, you have people that have bad be massive, eyesight. You would have a massive drop-down with 10,000 disabilities, so yeah. it really is not that easy. Uh, every disability is unique, so it's going to be a real pain yeah. to, get, to get that right. It's it's disappointing that even somebody who should know about this, who actually is the the, the government initiative that actually deals with people's needs, that fails at that certain moment. You have a few other demos there. What else did you have? Uh, yeah, I have one. Uh, don't be blown away by this beautiful design. Um, <laughs> it's 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 been like this for like uh, as long as I can remember. So that's going to be at least eight years. It's a supermarket with yeah, like pink and yellow yeah, and yeah. big arrows as the navigation beautiful. for you. I do not understand why no one has ever told them this is not beautiful. This is but on this is on uh, on purpose. They want to appear cheap and affordable. That's why their their flyers and stuff looks like that as well. Wow, it's a psychological thing. Painful too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what it, what happens in this in this website? And forgive me for the uh, horizontal scrolling. It's screen size thing. Um, you have to pick one of these buttons. Um, I'm sorry, I lost the, the English word. Uh, but uh, either get the folder or go to the site or uh, the first choice. And whatever you do, it doesn't matter because you're going to get this navigation. You're going to get that same link over here. You're going to get that same link over here. So who really cares about that extra click? It's pointless. And it's one more thing that a user with a disability has to do. Uh, so it's it, it's like one of those flash uh, uh, tunnel yeah. pages. Like, yeah. look how beautiful our buttons are and choose one yeah. of them. You want to see this one slide over here? So like, this is great. Um, what it actually does on a on a bigger screen size, it has an uh, I think it's an iframe. I didn't check it, but yeah, it is one. Uh, it has an iframe inside, and it has scroll bars uh, inside the page. And you can scroll as long as you stay inside that iframe, but if you go outside, uh, your page doesn't scroll that easily anymore. Hmm. So, again, you lose a little bit of easy functionality. For me, uh, when you go outside that uh, iframe. It's what we talked earlier about as well. It's like simplifying your interface would help everybody here. For starters, you don't have that extra click, and nobody needs to welcome to our website pages anymore. It's no. not 997 where we have to explain what a website is. So it's pretty interesting to see I that. Think with the whole uh, uh, digital autograph thing, it's it's mainly a thing from the government that they're afraid of fraud, or either way that they that you cannot uh, 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 that they cannot confirm it's really you putting on the signature. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you could easily. Uh, tackle that by by sending some sort of confirmation email, like said, uh, if you have really filled in this form and put your digital signature under it, please click this link to confirm. Or you could even send uh, uh, what they uh, what I li really like to do: send you a bunch of paper saying this is what you uh, uh, filled in on the form. If you don't agree, please call us now. Something like that. There are many ways I think you could you could work around the fear of of, of purely of fraud, things yeah, like that. We're working on a system called Persona that would allow you to verify your email as your identity and then log right. in with one exactly. button on every website. That and it's, it. it's the fraud thing is fascinating me. Like uh, when people say I don't use my credit card online because it could be stolen, but they're totally happy if a waiter goes away with their credit card for exactly. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very interesting yeah, point. And it is, it's, it is. It's, so in, in summary, because we have to wrap up here, what would you say is the uh, other things that, that make you the happiest about what's happening already and what do pe should people do more to help you out on the web or to stop you from being annoyed? I, I think in most... Uh, my mic, is my mic off? Yeah. No, it isn't. Um, I think in most cases it's... Uh, you know, don't think of the web as just being uh, 
uh, a design and code and being done with it. Think about these things. You know, I, I see a lot of uh, designers that never think about interaction design. They just go for the beauty and uh, then code it and they're done. And look what I did. And as soon as you start uh, doing an interaction design, you very quickly find out that uh, some things might or might not work. Hmm. And often if you think to yourself, well, this is too close, you are definitely, uh, uh, these two elements are too close together, they're definitely going to be too close together for someone with a disability. So don't spare on the space. No. White space is your best friend. I think uh, two, two very important things is, is first, gladly, as we pointed out on the very beginning of our talk here, is that, is that more and more uh, uh, developers and publishers are thinking about accessibility issues in general. So also for a big audience, and that might have a positive flow towards the more niche-related markets. And secondly, and I think that's the most important thing, is the th uh, that we are creating awareness. By being here today, by talking to you, by, by letting all these people share that with us, uh, that, that's the main thing. That's the, the thing, uh, uh, how we can make people think about it and look towards the future and think, yeah, it's easily implementable. It doesn't have to cost, cost too much time-wise or money-wise, and we can make a whole uh, big group happy with it. Cool. Any last words from? Well, I think um, that that we we are here with, with three different, well, accessibility uh, point of views is is really important uh, because when I uh, when I hear talks about accessibility, uh, it usually uh, starts and ends with oh yeah those blind guys with screen readers and such, but there's there's more to accessibility and. Uh, I think there's a, there's a huge overlap between accessibility and usability, as uh, you both uh, showed, using uh, spacing issues and such. So I, th I think this is really good to, to see uh, to see access accessibility in a yeah in a more broad perspective. Splendid. Thank you so very much for doing this. Um, I think we all learned a lot. So give him a big hand. Thank you very much. <laughs>